You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, when I first started this podcast uh, years and years and years ago, um, you know, it was about football, about the Buccaneers, and I'm, I'm I try to be as honest and realistic as I can with the Buccaneers, and uh, a lot of times I'm right on the nose. Uh, this year, uh, to this point, uh, I didn't see the Buccaneers being 2-0, nor did I believe you did, all right? But there's certain things that are being revealed that a lot of people had wrong, all right? The whole Baker Mayfield thing, and we're going to get into a little deeper as we go along the, the podcast. Uh, Baker Mayfield, to this point at 2-0, couldn't play any better. I don't know how he could, okay? I don't know if you'd ask him to play any better. To ask him to play any better is to, to be to have him throw the ball more, and I, I don't know if anybody wants that. Right now, Baker Mayfield is playing as well as, as, he, as he can. Can't play any better than this right now. Don't turn the ball over. Make good decisions. From what I'm hearing, he's changing the play at times on the line of scrimmage to get into the right play. That's what you get from a veteran quarterback, and that's what Baker Mayfield is. He's a veteran quarterback. He's been there, done there, done that, seen it, and he's showing us that right now. Um, am I ready to sign the paper over to Baker Mayfield for the future? Not yet. Not yet, but if you're a Buccaneer fan, you've got to applaud what's going on right now. And for everybody out there that crucified Todd Bowles as a coach, you better keep watching because Todd Bowles' boys are playing for him right now. Todd Bowles is a defensive coach, all right? I've said at times that head coaching at times is overrated. Todd Bowles is a defensive coach. Have you watched our defense? Does our defense not look great? Offensively, Canales has to be getting applauded as much as Todd Bowles at the moment, but Todd Bowles can't, he can't call offensive plays. So a lot of times, a head coach gets crucified for picking the wrong coordinator, all right? Right now, Canales looks like the right guy at this moment. I like what I see offensively. And it's not, you know, dramatic and it doesn't look like it's going to score 80 points, but we don't have to look too far back to Buccaneer history, and Buccaneers won a lot of games looking just like they look right now. That's running attempts, stopping the run, rushing the passer, creating turnovers. That's an equation for success, everybody. Now, watching the game, it's not all pretty, everybody. It can't be all pretty, okay? You're 2-0. You got to applaud what's going on. But there's certain things within the game that you have to improve on, okay? So there's good, bad, and ugly. Uh, there's some. There were some bad things, and you have to point those out because in order to continue to win, you have to improve in every aspect of your football game, all right? Cody Mauk struggled a little bit at the right side, all right? The right side of our offensive line, Right now with Gadecki and, uh, and, and Cody Malk is, uh, is a question, okay? It's early in the season. Defensive coordinators are going to see what they do well and not so well, and they're going to start go game planning to go after that right side, okay? It was third and one. Cody Malk had a holding penalty in the early in, in, in a drive, made a third and lovely at the punt the ball. Like, those are the things that hurt you later on in, in, in the season. So, you know... <sighs> Offensive line play, right now, the play calling couldn't be any better. It's about even. 
throwing the ball, running the ball. I said forever, if you could figure out a way to even this out, and you don't need an astronomical amount of yards rushing, you don't. You know, the Buccaneers had 120 yards rushing, 3.5 yards a carry, but it's the amount of rush, rushes that you do. Go back and look at the Buccaneers' history. And I, I haven't done it because I don't have a lot of time to do all that crap. If you look at their statistics here, the Bucs had eight first downs by rushing. Go back and look and see the last time the Bucs did that. Try it. And I, I haven't, and it may be years ago the last time the Bucs had eight first downs rushing. It's quite, for the Bucs, that's, that's an amazing amount. For Tennessee, some teams like that, it's not that big of a deal. But for the Bucs, that means the Buccaneers were attempting to run the football. At one point in the, early in the game, the Bucs ran the ball twice in a row. And I looked at everybody in my room and I go, you don't see that very often. Then they ran the ball again. Then they ran the ball again. They ran the ball four times in a row. It's been years since the Bucs have run the ball four times in a row. That I remember. That tells me Canales is putting it on the offensive line. Hey, guys, this is on you. We're getting yards. We'll, keep, we'll continue to run this football if you guys get us yards. So the offensive line, for the most part, played well. There's a couple things here and there with Cody Mauk and, and Gadecki we have to get improved on, but they're going to get better as the season uh, progresses. We're going to see some hiccups, though, from, the, from that right side before the season's over, all right? Uh, on the first TD uh, for Chicago, Nelson got hooked like a fish. Can't do that by a tight end. You just can't. You can't do that. Sometimes our, you know, our contain gets broken quite a bit. Uh, JTS gets hooked. Nelson gets hooked. But I'm not to the point where I'm complaining about that uh, at, at this moment. Uh, we got a field goal blocked early. Number 77 just had just poor technique. Stepping outside instead of stepping inside. Always get beat inside and not outside. And that's what his coach is going to tell him. So that needs to get improved as well. Joe Tryon Trianka I had a bunch of texts during the game. Said, oh, hey, how about how do you think he looks? How do you think he looks? This is a it's a breaking up breaking out game. JTS looked better yesterday than he has in the past. But I don't get enamored with plays. I get enamored with play. Okay? The sack that he got, or the one he got two sacks in a game, the other one was a coverage sack. The sack that he got in the game was a la Shaq Barrett, but you can't put all your eggs in that basket that you're going to jump the count. First of all, if they held the count, he's offside, okay, because he moved before the tackle. And then you beat somebody straight outside. That doesn't happen too often. I'm just letting everybody know that, okay? You don't beat great tackles outside straight up like that. It just doesn't happen, okay? So in order for JTS to be elevating his game, he got to start running through people. Okay, I've said that numerous times. That's not the example. There was a play in the game, and I write down notes throughout the game. I write down notes, and I don't care how you play. At, at the end, I'll evaluate you. But throughout the game, if you do stuff, I write it down. There was one play where JTS was unblocked. He hit the running back at the line of scrimmage, get, got drug 10 yards, and didn't make the tackle. So it was a 15-yard run when he was unblocked. Micah Parsons plays the same position. What happens if you unblock Micah Parsons and he gets a chance to hit your running back? Running back may be done. Gosh darn it, JTS, you got to come up with some nasty, yo. I got to see some nasty in you. 
listen, Shaq Barrett, have you ever watched Shaq Barrett play? You want nasty? And you know, I'm not picking on anybody. I want JTS to play just like Shaq Barrett, but he doesn't. Shaq Barrett is an MFer. Shaq Barrett, I want I want 11 Shaq Barretts on my team. That son of a gun, even if he's not getting to the quarterback, is trying hard to get to the quarterback. That's all I want. We have some dogs on this team, and I'm hoping some of the guys on the outskirts that aren't quite to that dog status, it, it, hit, it hits the switch. Um... Antoine Winfield Jr., I don't like to complain too much about his play. He misjudged the play on the Claypool touchdown. Uh, listen, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is going to get his. He's a great football player, and he's and he's getting better, so I'm not going to complain too much. But as a whole, this Buccaneer team, you can't, you can't ask for more. You can't. Now, that's some of the things that I didn't like. I didn't like maybe 25% of it. The other 75% I loved. And I didn't think I'd be speaking. I really didn't think I'd be speaking this way. Let's first first and foremost talk about the play calling. Canales was a big question mark going into the season. Never played, called plays before. That doesn't matter, okay? Your success is not always about what you've done in the past or, you know, how much experience you have. There's a blank slate when it comes to Canales calling plays. It's a blank slate. So nobody knows what's coming. He could use that to his advantage or his disadvantage. To this point, I think he's used it to his advantage. I really do. It's kind of he's kind of kept people off balance. He's kept me off balance, and that's good. When I'm seeing stuff like in the first drive, seeing an end around, little things. We didn't see that in the past. Like in the past, we're just begging for creativity. We just where's the creativity? And now we're starting to see it a little bit. So when you do stuff like those end arounds early and some of those gadget plays, you can't live and die by those plays, but the defense has to kind of deal with it, okay? And, and maybe have it in the back of their mind, maybe this is coming. I think the Buccaneers are starting to develop that a, a little bit, all right? They're not quite there yet, but they're starting to develop it a little bit. If I would have asked you going into the season, what are the Bucs going to look like offensively? I don't think you could have told me because I don't think anybody knew. After the first game, I don't think we really developed anything. I thought we developed a little bit more in that second game yesterday. I thought the, the identity was coming a little bit. I saw it in the offensive line. We have a big, burly offensive line. Let them believe they can run the football whenever they want. Let them believe that. And then things, things will kind of fall, fall into place, all right? Now, we ran the ball yesterday. We attempted to run the ball. To me, that's the biggest applaud, uh, applause we should get, is attempting to run the football. It's been a long time since the Bucs attempted to jam the ball down somebody's throat. And what happens? What's the result? The Bucs win by 10 points. Very few games yesterday were more than one score. That's the way the NFL is. It's, it's, I don't care what the game is. It's hard to just pick the winner, Okay. So those of you that are saying, well, it's just Chicago, winning two games in a row is hard in the NFL, period. I don't care what the hell your name is. Look back at some of these great teams that are 1-1, one and, one and some, there's some good teams that are 0-2 right now. So the Bucks sitting at 2-0, and oh, boy, you got you to gotta, you gotta love yourself for this. 
For all you football fans out there, you know Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over, but yours is just about to begin with my bookie. I'm having a great time with my bookie. NFL college ball and a brand new cash out system gives you options to bet and win all season long first two legs of the parlay hit cash out early and place another bet or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday join us at my bookie for an entire season filled with daily odds boosts same as game same day parlays and huge prize day contests right now at my bookie have no strings attached and it's cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quickly check this out use the promo code in the trenches on your first deposit of fifty dollars or more and you can receive up to two hundred dollars in cash instantly credit to your my bookie account that's in the trenches to claim your own cash bonus right now you can bet anything anytime anywhere only with my bookie i'd take advantage of it if i was you Shaq Barrett, considering what Shaq Barrett went through in, like, last year in the offseason, um, he clearly is one of our leaders now. You know, Levante David is clearly a leader, but to me, Shaq Barrett is climbing up there as far as those people that represent the Buccaneers. And we're getting to a point where, you know, if I had to get a jersey, offensively I'd get Tristan Wirth. Defensively I'm getting Shaq Barrett. Because I just like what it represents. When he speaks, I like what he represents. When he plays, I like what he represents. And I can tell that Shaq Barrett's play, when people watching film, rubs off on everybody else. Love him as a football player, seriously. Don't know him as a person, but I'd like to meet him. Because just like the way he's constructed. Shaq Barrett's out there, and he's here, there, and everywhere. All right? God bless Shaq Barrett. Now, the first touchdown that we had, you have to kind of look into kind of behind the scenes. The first, the first touchdown we had, there was three options on that play, and that's the kind of stuff that I love to see that, that I didn't see in the past. You know, for everybody out there that plays Madden, RPOs are hard to stop. If you watch that play that was handed off by Baker, he could have kept that ball, r- rolled out, I think Mike Evans was out in the flat. There was three different options. We took one option and it scored. Those are things that defenses have to watch. Okay, they'll say, okay, they're going to run the RPO here. What if we stop the run? He's going to keep it. And a, That's a lot of things to think about. So those are little things that kind of creep into people's minds when you're trying to deal with the Buccaneers when you're watching this offense. Now, the Eagles are coming. Uh, uh, Eagles are coming to town, okay? Um... Before this season, I would have gave the Bucks no chance of beating the Eagles. They beat the Eagles. It's not going to be the craziest thing in the world. I wouldn't bet my house on it right now, okay? Because the Eagles came into this season as, this, I mean, on paper, the Eagles are one of the better teams I've seen on paper. That don't matter. We can say that about Buffalo. We can say that about Kansas City. We can say it about other teams that, are, that haven't just run away with things. And the Eagles have won football games, but they haven't trounced anybody. This Buccaneer team are not going to let the Eagles come in here and just run them over, especially on our defense. Where I'm very concerned would be our offensive line against the Eagles' defensive line. Very, very, very concerned. That If we cannot run the football against the Eagles, and the Eagles are hard to run the football against. We all know that. Almost as hard as it is to run against the Buccaneers. If you cannot run the football against the Eagles, I I think we have to, run, we have to win an ugly Low-scoring game. 
and holding that Eagles offense to below 20 points is going to is going to be tough, you know? But I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm 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 really not. Really not. And once again, the beginning of the season, the Eagles, well, it's a loss. Sometimes false confidence is as good as any confidence. And the Buccaneers have whatever the confidence is right now, they have it. All right? Look over there in Colorado what Deion Sanders is doing to those young kids. They won one game last year. Now they're 3-0. and They won one game last year. Now they have better players this year, but Deion has them believing they could beat anybody. Literally. That's 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 a confidence thing. So, you know, Todd Bowles doesn't exude confidence for me, but it seems like his players are, are buying in. And sometimes that's half the battle. But we're starting to develop some more dogs out there, okay? Mike Evans been a dog, okay? Mike Evans has been a dog. Just when I question him, and I'm questioning him now, his ability, I just said it the other day, I don't know if he's a top 50 wide receiver. I, I'm not sure. We have one receiver on this team I think better than Mike, and it's Chris Godwin, and that's in all due respect to Mike. Mike went out there yesterday and played like a top 10. So who cares what I think? What matters is what Mike Evans thinks. And Mike Evans was doing some crazy shit yesterday. I don't know, spinning on the sideline and evading tackles and uh, and all the, the run after catch, and he ain't got the same wheels as he used to. He ran out of gas a couple of times yesterday, but who gives a crap? You are what you are, and my goodness, what you are is somebody's hard to deal with, okay, even even at the age you are right now. That McCollum kid, I like him. I like McCollum. He's turning into a dog. That Ezean kid, I think he was one of the first uh, kids to get an interception in his first two games. You got to love that. They're, they're going to get burned every once in a while. That's going to happen. But you got to like the way these guys are developing these young young football players. And let's go back to Baker Mayfield, okay? If at the end of this season, Baker Mayfield plays 17 games and the Bucks go 10-7, and seven, I don't know what the Bucks are going to do. You're going to pay Baker Mayfield a lot of money? I mean, this is still business. You pay Baker Mayfield a lot of money. That means you're building around Baker Mayfield. I, I still don't know if you can build around Baker Mayfield, okay? So that's, you have to come down to making the right business decisions. But right now, it sure looks like Baker Mayfield is the right guy for the job. Right now, okay? His escapability has been amazing. He showed strength in the pocket. He showed good business. He's just business decisions, good decisions in general. And he just, he, he looks like the leader. And one thing I questioned about Baker Mayfield was his leadership. I didn't know how other players were drawn to Baker or not drawn to Baker because there's been issues in the past of Baker and some of his teammates and some of them not speaking highly of him and Baker kind of pointing fingers. And I'm never a fan of people pointing fingers. But right now, if you say who's on our team is a dog, Baker Mayfield's a dog right now. Like I said last week, you got to be less dog and put your shoulder down. I don't want to see that too more, too, too more. But I just like I like the way the kid's playing. Vita Vea is a problem. Vita Vea, when he realizes his potential, I don't think he does yet. That's what's funny is he's this deep in his career, and I don't think he realizes his potential. There's a couple of moves that I see Vita Vea putting on. A hump move, okay, it was made popular by the great uh, Reggie White. I had him try to hump me a couple of times, and your feet come off the ground, and it's not a pretty thing. He didn't get me, but he tried. 
Vita Vea has like a little mini hump that I've never seen anybody block yet. With his little stumpy arms, little short little arms, just little, he's too much. And when he puts his mind to it and he goes hard and loads was that shoulder and use that leverage, Vita Vea is a lot to block. He, re he really is. And man, I mean, stay healthy, Vita. That's all I'm asking for is that you stay healthy. That's the most important thing. Now, I'm going to get tired of talking about Tristan Worse. I'm going to. I just don't know if the average fan knows what they're watching. When you ask me who's the best tackle to ever play the game, all right, I'm going to say Anthony Munoz, Walter Jones, Orlando Pace. Uh, there's a few others in that conversation. Runyon as a right tackle. Tristan Wirth is about to jump into some of these conversations. And just to put him up in there with those other best evers, for him to go from right tackle to left tackle, and I'm watching everybody, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's the best He's the best pass-blocking offensive lineman in the league. Tristan Wirth is. You could put Tristan Wirth at center. I think you put Tristan Wirth at guard, and he'd be the best guard. I forgot Larry Allen, who could play everywhere, by the way. Tristan Wirth, I think, can play any position. He's that explosive. His footwork is that good. His hand placement is that good. And I just think the average fan just thinks he's good. He's fantastic. Tristan Wirth is fantastic as a football player. If he stays healthy, he's going directly to Hall of Fame. First ballot, end of story. Done over with. If he, he's probably going to go in as a Buccaneer because he's played a bunch of years here already. But in order for the Buccaneers to retain him, he's going to catch all the monies. He's going to be by far the highest paid. Often, forget about. It. He may mess around with some Bosa money. Got to read when you got to pay Tristan worse because he's going to get whatever he asks for. You're not going into the season without him. You can't. So Tristan worse is going to get whatever he asks for. And he's going to deserve every last penny. So I hope everybody's enjoying what they see in Tristan Wurst. I really do. Seriously. That, that, is some, that is something to me. Love Tristan Wurst. So if you look at this Buccaneer team, two weeks, what do we have? We have a football team that fights. We got a football team that ain't scared of nobody to go to Minnesota. And listen, I hear people say, well, Minnesota's not good. They're 0-2. That doesn't work like that, people. Minnesota still has a lot of good freaking football players, all right? And when you're 0-2 and one of the teams you lose to is yours, that doesn't mean that that team is bad. And listen, the Bucs at 2-0 doesn't mean the Bucs are good. It doesn't. You got the Eagles at home. You got the Saints on the road, two tough games. You got the Lions back here at home. Lions ain't no joke. So the next three games are crucial. If the Buccaneers go 1-2 in those next three games, I'm not going to be upset to be 3-2 and two in this juncture. I would not. Not to look at, go back and look and see who they've played to this point. We would have took three and two at the beginning when you looked at that schedule because I believe the toughest part of the schedule was the beginning. And it eases up a little bit because once you start messing with the NFC South, it's not as brutal. The NFC South, who's all that impressive? I'm not all that impressed with anybody. The Bucks look as good as anybody right now. They look as good. Doesn't mean anything. It's two games, everybody. 
and you just one injury away here and there from the whole aesthetics of your team changing, all right? But looking at this Buccaneer team, they're not really built around anybody. They really aren't. I think it'd be a tough tough sled in the loser Mike Evans or Chris Godwin uh, or right now even a Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. You don't want to lose a Shaq Barry. You don't want to lose a Vita Vea. But it's not like you couldn't win without those guys. I think if you don't have those guys, I think they're they're out there still battling. I think they still have a chance to win without those guys. So this Buccaneer team, last year we would have said, if you lose Tom Brady, we're out. We don't have that guy. We really don't. That means we built a team. And when you build a team, then sometimes that's something that's built that's built to last. And this is supposed to, this is supposed to be the time when the Buccaneers will be supposed to take a little dip. A little dip. But if Todd Bowles figures out a way to go nine and eight, ten and seven this year, we gotta talk about this being one of the better coaching, you know, in the in the Bucks history. Because just remember at the beginning. Nobody had this Buccaneer team making any noise. I didn't really hear it from anybody. I heard a couple Homer fans here and there talk about, oh, the Bucks are going to go 12 and 5. I still wouldn't bet my house on that. Okay? But should the Bucks be winning right now? I don't know. I, I don't know. But we're going to find out here real soon. And with the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town, for all you USF Bull fans out there, USF Bulls lost to Alabama. But if they mess around and USF Bulls win next week, that Alabama loss went a long way, okay? So this Eagles game, even if you mess around and come out of the 2-1, and one, but you fight, I think the Buccaneers are in good shape. And I'm not saying they're not going to win this game. I'm not. I think there's a very, I, I, I don't know if it's a good chance they win this game, but after watching those first two games, when you have a defense that runs around and, and wreaks havoc like this Buccaneer defense is right now, you have a chance to be in every single game. Make sure you guys are listening to my other podcasts as well. I'm on The Bone 102.5 uh, every Saturday from noon to 2. And I'll be doing a show with Derek Brooks here coming up here real soon. I believe it's going to be called uh, Brooks and Beckles Show. Um, be talking football and about a life and the whole nine yards. So uh, I'm, all, I'm out there, everybody. I'm out there spinning knowledge as much as I can. And I appreciate you guys and gals listening in let's hope the Buccaneers let's hope we're talking next week about the 3-0 Buccaneers but regardless you got to be happy how the season has unfolded to this point everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe peace out you have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence